Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control, it gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. I'm Nick. That's Anthony. That's TJ. That's Stack I Sal. And when we're not talking about sports, we're thinking of you naked, thigh deep in tofu. <laughs> no, just kidding. We're the Scoreboard Next podcast, and we're here to party. 9.30 on a Wednesday, ready to rock, ready to roll. Big week of sports coming up. I talked about it on our Masters show. If you missed it, you need to catch it. This week's a big week. Um, let's start with the Masters. Let's talk about the Masters. Uh, we had a huge show on Sunday. Oh, if, you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Can I play my video? Go ahead. Play your video. Augusta National, home of the Masters, with such iconic views and iconic moments. The joys of victory. The biggest shots and the biggest and brightest moments. Sunday crowd. 
Is it his time? Yes! At long last! The tears of joy. Jesus. I guess I can't even talk. Play precise golf under the most extreme pressures, and uh, so, you know, I've come out great, but uh, I do feel sorry for Craig. And of course, the green jacket. Memories that last through generations. Join us as we go through the most memorable Masters moments. Wow. <sighs> Brings it here. Two things. One, the first so one would, be, that would have been really great if somebody would have just removed the banner so that we could see the ball go into the cup. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then two, I, I... <laughs> two, who was the guy, the two British guys, one looked like Bradley Cooper and the other one looked like Gordon Ramsay? That was uh, Nick Faldo getting the jacket from Bernhard Langer. Yeah. <laughs> there were two guys. One had a beard. He looked like, like, uh, like Bradley Cooper. And the next guy looked like Gordon Ramsay. I was like, we need to make a movie right now. Listen. Well, that and, one was definitely Nick Faldo. I can't remember the other one. So am I the only one sitting here just hoping and praying in that last second you see Phil Mickelson like Scott Hall coming through the crowd and just walking up on first tee. Hey, yo. And just you there know to watch it up. who I am and you know why I'm here. I would love <laughs> – I would just love to see that. Just to him walk out of the crowd, point to Tiger, and then it's just on. What are they going to do? Not let him play? Then he just pulled this out and he goes, right now. <laughs> so, wait. So before we move on, I actually got a voicemail. Let me see. I, I mean, T, you have the access to the voicemails too, but let me see if you can hear it. Hey, guys. This is Ron Mexico calling in from Little St. James Island. Uh, I have one question. Who had the most iconic shot? Bubba hooking a 52-degree wedge, 40 yards on a 10 to set up a win, or Tigers chipping on the 16? Uh, thanks again. Bye-bye. Pretty good question. Thanks, Ron Mexico from Little St. James Island. I, I, I'm amazed that the Phil Mickelson shot from the pine straw it wasn't included in, in that because I, I, you know, no, no offense to Bubba Watson, I think that's the Phil Mickelson from the pine straw putting it to a couple feet is more iconic than the Bubba shot. And then, I, either way, I think you just got to give it, you tip the cap and give it to Tiger because that was just, especially with the fact that everybody, every announcer, every broadcaster was just like shitting on him, like he's not even going to get this close. He'll be lucky if this stays on the green. And then he just trickles it in. You know, it was just like he was listening. You know, like he was listening, like just telling himself, like, yeah, fuck all you. You don't know golf. This is going in. <laughs> listen, listen here, TJ. You can't talk about Phil Mickelson anymore, right? He is Chris Benoit at this point, all right? We don't talk That's about Phil. Phil doesn't exist anymore, according to the PGA. He's done. That's it. They got rid of Phil. Dude, I want to see Phil come triumphantly through that crowd. Just through, is, through is, the friggin' magnolias, just come busting through some azaleas. And be like, I'm here, motherfuckers. Is it? Is there a? Is there a? Is there a record that Phil holds at all? Um, I'm sure there is, but is he like number like two or anything. 
Because if he is, guess what? He's not anymore. Stricken from the record books, like Chris Benoit winning the Royal no. Rumble from number one to, to number 30. All right? He's not gone. Terrible. It's not even they got rid terrible. Of I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying that's what happened. They, they're trying, but it, it's just not going to happen because most golf fans are just like, dude, we don't care what his statements are. We don't care that you guys don't appreciate him you trying to play the PGA against Live Golf. It, it, no one cares. We want to see more golf. We want to see Live Golf take off. We want to see the best of the best playing against each other for an extra couple of weeks a year, okay? Especially the yeah. format that they have set up. It's built for golf fans. So I, I don't understand all the hate. It's the typical, well, the PGA says I shouldn't like it, so I guess I'll listen. Uh-uh. We form our own opinions here. More golf is awesome. I don't care if they came out with like a a, a putt-putt league and they just went to different freaking uh, <laughs> mini golf courses around the country and was like, all right, we're playing a million-dollar skins game right now, throwing families off the course. I'd be all for it. So I'm just going to give my opinion on this is that uh, I like the Bubba Watson shot. I mean, it looks like I love Tiger Woods. Bubba Watson shot – wasn't in, like, you know, the extra time or overtime, I guess you could say, the extra hole, right? He puts a bad drive into the straw, and then he hooks that thing, like, almost 90 degrees to get it onto the green. I think I think it's an incredible shot. Listen, we're all going to have different opinions. I know I love Tiger. That Tiger moment always gives me chills when you watch it because it's, like, slowly trickling down, stops for a moment, and then, bam, just falls. I mean, it's they're both great moments. I mean, look, there's so many good Masters moments. I mean, we went over this on our show on Sunday, but – I mean, those two, I mean, I think those two always stick out in my mind. I know you said Phil from the Straws, but I don't know. The Bubba from the Straws sticks out in my mind more than uh, the Phil one. Well, what sticks out in my mind is during that Bubba shot, if that's me, I'm like, ah, all you people are dead. You might want to give <laughs> yeah, me yeah, way wider than that because yeah. I'm about to skull one of you. Yeah, I, I agree on that. But, no, it's funny you're saying more golf, um, which I agree with, and you were saying do different, like, even if they were doing putt-putt. You were talking about this day on Twitter. Was the part three contest today amazing? They have at the Masters, which is amazing. I mean, it got cut short with the weather, but it, it's yeah. just, it, it's just that. That's what. When else do you get a tournament that involves? You know, most tournaments are, they'll set up a you know a pro am and some of the bigger pro ams, the more well known pro ams. You know, especially the one at Pebble Beach, uh, they'll actually broadcast. But mo most tournaments are set up around pro ams and stuff. A lot of charity events to raise money. But yeah. I mean, what else do you see these guys come out like? When when are you going to see Gary Player come out and, and, and Tom Watson and these guys that you know are are up there in age? This is the only time, especially for a lot of us that didn't, we weren't around for their heyday to get to see them. And, and I mean, watching Gary Player put it to within a couple inches a couple times before they called it due to weather. I mean, yeah. how else do you get to see that? You don't. I, it, this whole week is just special. Everything that's done there is just like on a grand scale and it's amazing and i i just don't it, it, as a golf fan i love every single second of it like i want more i agree i i love it i the thing i love it too it reminds me of kind of like when they do like the home run derby like the kids are on the field the kids are in the caddies out outfits the wives are hanging yeah. on the bags hand the clubs off i saw who was i think it was scotty scheffler's wife after he hit, he hit one of the shots she came over like with a towel was cleaning off his irons for him it's like, this is, it's it's just fun. And I, I love it. I mean, it'd be cool if they just did a part three contest, like every now and then just, just throw, like you said, just see older players like Gary player out there. Like, like that'd be fun. Like every now and then just do a part three contest for the weekend. Fuck it. Who cares? You know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, the masters is was, the tradition of the part three contest. It's just incredible. And like seeing the families together, like how often everyone's just having fun. 
And it's just uh, right. How often do you see that before a big tournament? So, dude, I love I, I love it. seeing these players, their families. You get to see them how they really are, smiling, having a good time, hitting a bad shot and laughing about it. Every time somebody yelled yeah. four and they got caught in the crowd, it was hysterical. And then uh, Kokorak was the only one to hit a hole in one today. That was epic. Yeah. And I forget who it was, but somebody put one into the gallery and right along the green and everybody's screaming to the guy that caught the ball to throw it and he throws it on the green and almost rolls in and the players are like, go, go! Because they would have <laughs> counted that shit as a hole-in-one. They'd be like, yep, no, it's in. I hit it and it magically went in the cup. <laughs> I can count that as a hole-in-one. I'm going to start yeah, setting people up on the courses <laughs> with me on par threes. Like, dude, just go over there, catch it and throw it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great, but Actually, I would watch the shit out of it. I don't watch hawk. I don't watch golf. But if they had a thing where if you caught it on the fly and then chucked it and it went in the cup, it counted, I'd watch yeah. the shit out of golf. You get a six Just points. because of the off chance that that ball might take a swerve and crack somebody right in the dome as they're trying to catch it on the fly. Can you imagine <laughs> just fans? Did I just a new game? This game sounds awesome. Dude, just fans, fans setting up behind the ropes with, with like baseball gloves. Trying to get involved because guess what? If you catch a ball and then put it back in play and you get it on the green and set up a, a, a birdie, I think you get a piece of the freaking prize. You make it. You make it like like uh, ultimate frisbee. You get one step after the catch to make the throw. <laughs> That's pretty I'm watching in. that. I'm watching I'm that every week. Well, let's get to what we're really here for, which is the Masters picks. Uh, I know me and Teacher, we made our picks earlier this week. I think we're going to go a little bit more in depth with it. I think because now the lines are really out. Yes, we have the lines. Pull them up on FanDuel. So, yeah, we're going to go to FanDuel. Shameless uh, plug. Still, still waiting Shameless. for them to sponsor us. Just saying. Still waiting. Okay, FanDuel. Let's first start with, I guess, our winners. I have to pull up the lines to the top tens. But So my picks, again, were Cameron Smith plus 1,500. Uh, and then my other pick was uh, Victor Hoplin plus 1900 right now. Um, I also do like um, Cantley. Someone, I was watching a TikTok video of this, and the guy basically broke it down of like all these different st uh, stats and stuff when it comes to like, you know, guys who have played at least three or more times are typically a Masters winner. They have to be over a certain age. It's rare that someone's young. And number one person in Kevin was Patrick Cantley. Cantley so that was that guy's pick for uh, for it. It was plus twenty two hundred for Patrick Cantley. So those are uh, three of my picks out the gate. Uh, yeah. So I was going with Dustin Johnson for uh, my winner at plus fifteen hundred. Um, Xander Shoffley at plus one eighty five uh, to go top ten. But I also spread it around a little bit. This is my favorite. I like having uh, some money in the mix. So I did take. Uh, Pretty much for about one unit uh, each, which is I, I usually do about twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. I went with uh, Scotty Scheffler. I went with uh, Sam Burns, Tiger Woods, of course, because he's in the mix. And if, if he sets up that magical, you know, momentous, oh my God, I can't believe this guy is in the hunt. Oh my God, he might actually win. I want I want a piece of that. Okay, not only do I, I want to win, it, I want to win a little bit, little bit of money. So I took Cam Shoffley, and I believe I took uh, Patrick Cantley as well. Just uh, spread it out a little bit because it's 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 listen, it's a deep field. It's anybody's game. It's all about who's you know. You don't got to beat mm -hmm. each other. You got to beat the course. You got to beat yourself. And uh, it's all about you know having that precise accuracy around there, coming up with a game plan, uh, knowing where to miss, knowing knowing uh, where to set yourself up to hit the green, especially on the par fives, and uh, you know. 
who's going to come out of Amen Corner under par, not over. Yeah, and uh, if we're going through other people, because I do spread it, around, spread it around as well, just like you, Tony Finau is always up there for me. I always pick him. He's been top 10, well, I think, the last three. Um, and in 2018, he that was when he hurt himself at the, the par three contest. He broke – I think he, like, shattered his ankle or something. He still played. But uh, the last three years, he's been in the top 10. 2019, he actually almost won it. Remember? It was uh, – right. Tiger came back in that one. He was close to winning. Yeah, Nick. Didn't How he put it in the water Frank along with everybody else? Ball. He him, Brooke, Brooks Kepka, him, um, yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Francisco Molinari. They all put it in the water yeah. and they kind of took themselves out of the hunt. Yes. Hunt right. Tigers was like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to hit the green. I could do that. Yeah. Wait, I think, did I, didn't he get hurt, TJ, in 2018? Finau, he got, he was like dancing on the par three. He, he uh, yeah, he, he holed out on the par three. And then as he was walking, he kind of dislocated his uh, ankle. Oh, celebrating running down the hill and then he popped it back in and they ask him about it every year and they ask him about it this year and i've heard multiple interviews of him doing it and he's like i'm so sick of it but i'll just never live it down he goes i'm sick of people asking me about it like well, and everybody's like dude it was crazy your, your ankle like golf. right your 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 your, your freaking joint was touching the ground your foot was just off to the side like hey I shouldn't be over yeah. here. Mick Foley fell off a fucking 19-foot hell in a cell. Didn't dislocate anything. This guy's walking down a hill playing golf. Dislocates his ankle. Well, he like, wasn't walking. Fuck. He was kind of like dancing around. Because like TJ said he hold it out. So he was like dancing around the crowd. I maintain. Mick Foley he, he fell off like 19 like a, <laughs> He kind of did like a 180 and sort of backpedal. And then as he turned, like with his arms raised, he just. Oh, if you get, that's what you get for being a jackass. I mean, a jackass. He was celebrating. Yeah, he's celebrating. Celebrate but, quietly, internally. All right. When you're TJ, a stud, you don't need to celebrate. Yeah. You just know you're great. TJ, how do you feel about Bryson uh, this week? Uh, what is it? How do you feel about his chances? I don't like him. Um, right. He hasn't been playing incredible golf. He was hurt a little bit this year. Uh, I believe it was his hip. He had a um, a tear in his uh, what do they call it? Give me a second. His labrum flexor. Labrum. Oh. labrum uh, his, his hip. Yeah, you have a labrum in your hip and your shoulder. I don't believe you. I'm telling you. Google, Google it. it. Google it. Why are you lying <laughs> to me? It. So um, he was injured, but he his game doesn't suit the course. And I think he, he kind of cursed himself. Uh, they, You know, like today we're talking about like uh, asking a lot of pros, like, hey, would you want to win the par three um, before you win a green jacket? And everybody's like, no, like, because if you win the par three, you have no chance of winning the green jacket. That's like kind of a, a myth, a legend, a curse that's out there. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things out there. But I think Bryson cursed himself by calling it a par 67, a par 68 course. It's like, dude, go out there and shoot in the 60s four times if you feel yeah, that way. Exactly. And then you yeah. can say that. But he hasn't done it yet. No, so I, 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 I agree Listen, it doesn't suit his game. game. It's not a place for, you know, if there's a lot of holes that, yeah, if you drive it down there long, you set yourself up nice. But it's, it's such a course set up for calculated shots and – just straight accuracy and knowing how to get the ball close. And even when you land on the green, getting it to actually stay on the green and not roll yeah. 30, 40 feet past or 30, 40 feet off to the front because it's a false front. It, it just, it, it's mental chess. It, it's a war. And you, you got to know where your landing spots are. Your caddy has to be out there doing precise calculations. I mean, again, I won't want to see more golf. I want to see like tonight. I want to see, Caddies out there, you know they're out there right now, rolling golf balls along the green. You know they're they're figuring out um, where where the misses are going to be. You know they're trying to figure out like, all right, 
how firm are these fairways? Uh, how thick is the rough? Walking out yardages because the yardages do change a little bit every year depending on how they set it up. So that that's the stuff I'm interested to see because uh, I believe it was um, Justin Thomas talking about him and his caddy's work that they put together and just their yardage books and stuff like that and, and how pretty much they're set up to where, all right, you're in this fairway, you're aiming at this, this tree. This tree behind the green is where you're aiming to get it to land regardless of where the pin is or you're aiming at this TV tower on this shot. It's, I mean, for me, it's just like, please hit grass. <laughs> Anywhere in the grass is fine. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think Bryson's game, a lot of people like Bryson. I think they boosted him to to win. I think I think on FanDuel or something, they did some sort of boost for him to top 10 or whatever it is. I just don't like his game here at uh, at, at Augusta. But uh, going back to picks, so I do like um, Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, top 10. That's plus 360 right now on FanDuel. And I'll take Tony Finau as well, plus 450, top 10. He's so consistent at Augusta. Uh, you know, this is what, uh, fifth or, yeah, fifth time playing at Augusta now. Um, you know, I think he's used to the course. He, he knows how to get his way around. And I think it's important. It's always cool to go with the Masters because the Masters always the same course. So these guys always get their experience. Um, one of the factors that, like, typical Masters winners are guys who have been there for at least three times before they win. So you got to like someone who has their experience there, especially like Tony Finau, who is in the mix. Like I said, back in 2019, he's been in the mix the last three straight years. So uh, that's always important. And, um, yeah, I think I think that's it. I might go with a Harold Varner. Who was that? Harold Varner. Was that back in 2020 where he, uh, he led through, I think, until Saturday, right? But was it that long? Did he go that long into it? I think he did. I think he got to Saturday. I, I might have lost it at the Saturday, but I know he was he was sticking around. He was having really good playing really well there. So my long shot here would be Har- Harold Varner at the third, plus seven hundred for a top ten finish. You know what? I I would love to, and it's a long shot, and it's just something that I'm not going to put money on. But I would love to see. I would love to see Kevin 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 Kisner go down there and play well. Um, I like Kisner. He, he seems like a down-to-earth, great kind of guy, uh, fun-loving, enjoys the game of golf, great golfer. He just doesn't hit it as long. So I think we can all relate. You know, We're not out there bombing at 320 yards. He can put it down the fairway, 270, with good accuracy. He's lights out with the putter. So I would like yeah. to see him make a run. But even he says it's just not set up for his game. I mean, even if he hits it perfect, he's still setting himself up to try to wedge in close and then finish off with a, a par because it's just so difficult out there. Yeah, and if you're looking to bet him, he's plus 1,000 right now in the top 10. So, um, Christian Benzahut ben, uh, from South Africa, yeah. <laughs> plus 1,000 in the top 10, just because, uh, you know, he's been my pick <laughs> all, all season long. Uh, but, TJ, who do you got? Uh, who are your what, couple of top 10 picks if you got him? Yeah, so I said Xander Shoffley. He's definitely part of my top 10. Um, I like uh, Sam Burns as part of my top ten. Let me pull up the uh, odds for him. One second. Uh, I just I had it. I just had it open. Give me one second. Very unprofessional. I apologize. Sam Burns plus three sixty. So yeah, so Sam Burns. Um, I, I mean, listen, Xander Shoffley's always in the hunt. I, I would even consider taking him um, top five because he he's been there. He just doesn't finish out. Um, I'm not a. I see a lot of people going with Victor Hovland. I just don't think his wedge game is up to snuff, especially around here where it, it's 
a little mistake can really cost you a few strokes around around <laughs> these greens. So I think that's going to kill him. Um, somebody uh, else. Just see those Xander. Xander's plus one eighty five in a top ten finish. Yeah. Uh, so top five, he is. Sorry, I just I don't had it. Plus three ninety for a top five. Gotcha. I mean, I I think uh, what what's Tiger Woods going off at for a top ten? Because that that would be some good money if he if he sticks it out and plays and and uh, you know <laughs> doesn't pull himself after the first round. I think he's he's got just because his his knowledge of the course and they said he's swinging the ball. He's swinging the clubs well. He's putting the ball out there uh, pretty far. He's averaging, I think, 290 drives. So it's it's not going to be a length issue. It's just going to be a stamina issue for him. That's yeah, what she said. To, trying to find him right now. Sorry, give me one second. I didn't look it up for Tiger Woods top 10. You got it right here. Plus 500. So. Oh. What did I miss? I missed that. Uh, um, I, think, I think the biggest question is why Hideki Matsuyama – coming back as the champion is so low on, on the odds. I mean, even just the top 10 finish, he's plus 650. So why, why is he, I mean, you're having a returning champion. The way he played last year was incredible, especially down the wire Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. I'm surprised to see him so low. So I think as far as a, um, a value pick for a bet, I think taking him because how can you go against somebody that, that won last year? I mean, he's the we most recent winner. Are you doing top tens or you're top fives? That was top ten. Oh, what, what are you using? I have a different odds here. Bandle. Bandle. Plus 280 at Tiger Woods for a top ten. And on Fandle? Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Deki Matsuyama is plus 360 on top ten. Are you looking at the top fives? Hold on, no. Hold on. Yeah, you're looking at top five. I just looked at it. Am plus I? 650 for top five for Deki Matsuyama. Okay. Just want to get the odds right. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Nah, man, he's trying to make you look like a fool. No, nah, I just want to make sure if anyone out there is listening to us to to bet and actually want to follow what we're betting because we're going to bet them. Might as well make sure you know the odds. That's it. Maintain he's trying to make you look like a fool. Don't stand yeah. for it. I am Fight not trying to make TJ look like a fool. Yeah, you're right. 280 for Tiger and Machiano plus 360. And the only reason why Tiger is getting higher odds than the, the returning champion is because people put a lot of money on Tiger. Listen, because right. Tiger, Tiger, I mean, if he's healthy, is going to finish top ten every time. I mean, with his eyes closed, without even giving shit, he just knows the course that well. I mean, Fanduel boosted it to for him to make the cut. Is that something you're going to bet on? I would, I would think so. I think it's a the problem with that bet, though, is it, it's if if he if he plays. If he plays both days, he makes the cut. It's the question of if he's going out there, doing it for the fans, doing it to see if he can get around the course, and then after a day says, listen, this is this is beating the shit out of me. I can't do it. I tried my best, guys. I'm sorry. And yeah. he, he pulls out. Because, um, again, it's not your typical course. It's it's rolling hills. It's they, they When they when they lengthen uh, the course you know, to make it tiger-proof, you're going from a green now walking backwards 50 yards to the tee box to walk back those 50 yards down the fairway, you know, on a 40 degree angle, some, sometimes down a hill. It's, it's not the easiest course to walk by far. So it's, no, it's, it's going to be a struggle for him out there. He seemed okay in the practice rounds. 
you know, they, they asked JT about it and uh, he said he looked fine. So we'll see. I, I did, That's the one thing and I love Tiger, but I kind of feel bad for every competitor out there that every press conference was just like, hey, so what do you think about Tiger? Yeah. He it's takes like, well, it over. Uh, honestly, I don't give a shit about Tiger. Why don't you ask me about me? Why don't you ask me what I ate for lunch? I was, I think it was, I think yesterday I was on ESPN. I, I clicked the golf page and the first six articles were all about Tiger Woods. So it's like, they were giving you odds and betting odds, like, like right. what you should pick. And it's still on the top. It still says Tiger Woods may play. Here are his odds. Plus our other picks for the, the, you know, the masters. It's like, and this guy is just Listen, so he drives, he drives the news around golf. I mean, yeah. he's, he he's the, the center of attention. He, yep. he, you know what? The, the only thing comparable to like that, that kind of media frenzy, I would say is Donald Trump when he was president, whether you loved him, whether you hated him, he dominated the news and people were either shitting on him or praising him. And that drove for four years, people to watching the news, you know, in record numbers, because it's just like, he, he was that guy. He drives, he, he's the juice. You know what I mean? He's yeah. the, the straw that stirs the drink. So Tiger Woods is the guy. And every one of these competitors out there really can't be mad because he's the reason why these purses are so big. He's the reason why the game is as huge as, as it is. He's the reason why they have these charities out there setting up uh, for kids to learn the game of golf, especially because it's so damn expensive uh, to buy your five-year-old a set of clubs that he's going to outgrow in a year and a half. You know what I mean? So everybody out there today owes what they have and all the money they make and, and their pro career to Tiger Woods because before him, it was nothing like this. I mean, he put it in the stratosphere. All these guys are superstar status now, and he set it up to – he changed the game the way now it's a young man's sport where it used to be – a 40-year-old guy with a beer gut just grinding it out, and you used to have to pay your dues to get a win out there. And now you got people coming out like Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, you know, early 20s, just like, oh, yeah, I'm dominating. This is how I do it. Yeah. Uh, so final thoughts as we wrap up here about the Masters. Uh, I would just say enjoy it. Uh, come Sunday is going to be great watching it towards the end. Um, you know, it's it's the best. It's like oh, we said it so many times, the Super Bowl for golf fans. Uh, it's incredible. Just everything about the course. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You have Jim Nance on the call at the end there. It's it's just everything about it. It's tradition. It's memorable. It, it gives you those nostalgic feel, feelings of watching, you know, remember in the past moments. Uh, I think I said before we were watching, I was we were talking about the straw uh, on Sunday. And I was like, a uh, shot from Bubba Watson. It's like I was hung over at my friend's apartment, you know, watching that moment. Uh, you know, it's just it sticks with you. So. Those are my final thoughts in the Masters, but uh, what about you, TJ? Yeah, uh, I mean, I love everything about this week. I'll be watching as much as I can. You know, Thursday and Friday, hard to watch at work, but I will be listening on the Masters app while I drive around and do my thing, um, listen to every shot, just uh, and hoping that Tiger comes out and, and, you know, puts together that magic because that's what we all want to see. We that's That's what we're rooting for. We're rooting for, like, the greatest story ever told right now. You know, exactly. but either way, you're going to get the best golf in, in the world. Um, I think the only time I get as excited um, for a tournament is something like the the President's Cup um, with, with that level of excitement and, and you know, uh, pomp and, and circumstance around it. And then the Riders' Cup. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have a great time. I'm not a big Jim Nance guy. I don't like how he makes tries to make everything a moment. I mean, I feel like if they <laughs> stationed him – in the clubhouse, he'd be like, oh, and here's Dustin Johnson just used the lavatory. 
What a moment by a past champion. It's like, dude, I just took a leak. Relax. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, well, I'm, I'm not a Jim Nance uh, guy. I'm, I'm not into that whole uh, everything's a moment because I'm Jim Nance and I'm talking like this is going to be incredible. Like, I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I guess to each their own, though, right? <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm not knocking anybody that likes him because he's supposed to do that, and that's his job. Yeah. But I, I, I just find it like, oh, gives me douche chills sometimes. <laughs> All right, well, I can see Sal and Nick are finally waking up a little bit, and Matt has joined us. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. So we're going to move on. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us once again for the Squared Circle. Um, or Thanks for having me. Squared Circle, right? The, the podcast that you and Nick have been doing on the side. Yes. Um, WrestleMania uh, this weekend. Two huge nights. You got Vince McMahon, 70, what, 72 years old now? 76. He's older, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's even older. Yeah, he's 76 years 72. old now. Holy shit. Fucking up a stunner. Uh, <laughs> he always does. I know. But let's, came... I want to hear from you guys. I know you guys watch more of it. The only thing I really watched was I saw a little Ronda Rousey. I saw when uh, Cody Rhodes Sorry. came out. I saw more of Saturday than I did Sunday. I do want to go back and watch something because I want to see, you know, Pat McAfee. Uh, I heard he oh, was great. I'm um, uh, Cody Rhodes coming out to Seth Rollins, but I'll let you guys take over. And, you know, I think I might join <laughs> TJ and take a break and let you guys talk some wrestling. So, <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about See you that. soon. Well, I thought night one was probably the best night of wrestling I've seen in a long time. Um, I didn't, you know, night two was good. You know, it delivered, but it was kind of underwhelming a little bit. I thought Roman and Brock, you know, they had a good match, but it, it was they've a little underwhelming. Yeah, they've had better. It was a little underwhelming. Quick finish. I don't know if Roman was hurt or not, but it, it kind of ended quickly. I just, as far as Roman being hurt is concerned, The Undertaker had that Hell in a Cell match with Mankind with a fractured ankle. All right. So if Roman was hurt and that's why his match was shit, then I'm glad I stopped watching wrestling 15 years ago. This has been an but ongoing discussion. You know, I feel like I feel like fucking Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. Roman was hurt. That's why the, that the match was fucking shit. This is your king. That's how I feel right now. Well, and, I think and, it's and more see, speculation. There wasn't. I don't think there were confirmed reports that he was hurt. But I mean, I don't know. Like People are saying he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. yeah guess that. what? It's... Guess what? Triple H tore his quadriceps. Finished the match. 
Yeah. He did. I, I don't. Stone Cold Austin broke his neck. Finished the match. I'm not arguing any of that with you. Shawn Michaels broken back. Went and did another match. On well, top I mean, of it, cocaine. On top of it, finish that. You know, I got news for you guys. Folks. I've separated my shoulder. I've dislocated my knee. Do you know what happens when you dislocate a shoulder or a joint? Pop it back in. You put it back in. Do you know what? You know what can't happen after you've popped it back in? What? It can't get any worse. So if they shorten that match because he hurt his shoulder, this is your king. This is your unified champion. He well, does well, drive the ratings up. Uh, he's, he's he is the needle mover. They call him the needle mover for a reason. He does listen, any segment he's involved in, the ratings do shoot up. Listen, listen. Needles haven't moved in WWE since Trish Stratus stopped wearing booty shorts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> WrestleMania night one for me, like like what you were saying, is was the I enjoyed both nights. I think no, I, I enjoyed too. night I two more because of night one. Because I was so like, I had yeah. extremely low expectations for this. You know, it's Cody coming, definitely. Like, it It was like Cody had to. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't him, no matter who walked out, it, it they were getting booed. Unless it was The Undertaker. Right. That, that was it. I mean, uh, it's he's here. I think night one was highly entertaining. Unbelievable. Aside from Charlotte and, and Rhonda, which they just they shouldn't be in the ring together. It, 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 they don't work well together, I don't think. It's, they didn't have good chemistry. They don't. They Charlotte doesn't want to sell for Rhonda, and Rhonda just she's not like that fan who comes and it's like they're green. She just—it's like she's doubting herself, or she's like, she just—it doesn't. She doesn't seem she's all in. She's Goldberg. Yeah, I'll admit it. Yeah, she is Goldberg with more move sets and more athleticism. I think. No, no, I meant her attitude. Meaning Goldberg got to WCW, and he wasn't interested in wrestling. This was just a job that he was forced to do because he sucked at football. And in his head, he was still the greatest thing since sliced bread, but he couldn't wrestle. I mean, he did. He did draw a lot of money, though. I mean, he, he drew a lot of retards that watched fucking WCW. Goldberg ratings, and, had, and, and then they didn't, and they, and they had to push the Goldberg chant in through speakers because they were saying Goldberg sucks. Goldberg had the right look at the right place at the right time. Right. I mean, he was a white guy with a bald head and a goatee. Sounds really familiar, like somebody else. Uh. That's and right. He was the Wish version of Austin. Black trunks, black boots, everything. Yeah. He, he well, was speaking, the Wish version of Austin. Speaking of Austin, what did you think about his match with Kevin Owens? Impromptu match awesome. with Kevin Owens. I, th- I, oh, I got it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I loved it. It I was mean, a no hold. You get away with that because it was a no holds barred match. It's nostalgia. It's, it's, an, it's a nostalgia it's, it's match. nostalgia to a degree. But you, you have to remember, like, I'm coming from an era where at or attitude era, they did crazy shit. Like, there's no, things I'm... that are outlawed now because of the attitude era. Right. Like, you can't do pile drivers anymore because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can't do 450 splashes or or stuff like you can't jump off the hell in a cell unless you're on McMahon anymore, okay? Yeah. Because of the attitude era. So everything that I watched over this past weekend, I just sat there and I was just like, I seen better. I I, I really have. 
Like at this point, they would have to murder somebody in the ring for me to be like, oh my God, they never did that before. Well, I take it back. Owen, Owen Hart died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I was against it at first when I heard Austin was coming back for a match. I'm like, it's been 19 years. Like, and in a way, they rushed it, but I mean, it worked out well. And I'll admit, I was wrong. It was hella entertaining. He took mm-hmm. a fucking suplex on the concrete outside. I was shocked he took that. I was spot. like, what are you doing? I'm like, there's but no that's need Stone for Cold. that. Exactly. He wants to and do that. He, that is his, he set up this and he laid this entire match out. The entire match was laid out by him. Definitely. He, he I'm not, I'm not a Kevin Owens fan, so immediately I was disinterested in the first place. Uh, but uh, I like KO. I, I just, I, I just, I, honestly, the worst part about it, for the whole thing for me, not Saturday, but Sunday was uh Vince looking so old made me feel so old. Yeah. That's that Vince. that hurt. He looks good for 76 years old, though. Yeah, I don't know. You've never does. seen my Alipa. She's 95. She looks great. <laughs> Listen, looks the, like way looks looks seven, <laughs> the way Vince looks at 76. The way Vince looks at 76, I wish I looked right now. Guy is jacked. He's in yeah. listen, he can take a stunner. And he has like trouble standing up straight, but like it's he's still Vince McMahon. Him just being out there, you know, and the rub that Austin Theory's getting from Vince. Oh, I'm, he's great. I love. I'm a huge Austin Theory fan. Me too. He he gives me like rain, like young legend killer Randy Orton. Vibes. Me too. And then yeah. like he's doing this, you know, the arms up for the entrance. I'm like, push him to the moon. Keep doing like what you're face. doing. He will be a big star one day. Big yeah. heel star. Does he have a I mustache? Because he looks like a real creeper. Austin Theory? Like a, I'm pretty sure he has like he a little like mustache, goatee. goatee he looks like, like a yeah. real fucking creeper. He looks like the evil version of himself. <laughs> he looks like the guy that she told you not to worry about. I, I could see that. And then you found out he raped her, and that's why you should have worried about? Sheesh. Um, ironic. How good I, was Pat McAfee, though? I, Pat McAfee was awesome. Huge Pat McAfee fan. Huge Pat McAfee fan. He killed it in the ring. He kills it on commentary. It's I'm a little annoyed. Um, not annoyed, but I didn't. I didn't think Vince had to had to pin him. Like yeah, but you, ha- you, you had to get you have to you had to do that step to get Austin out there. I mean, Vince easily could have, you know, no disqualification match. They're both beaten on McAfee, and then Austin comes out. But, you know, it's – listen, Vince McMahon and Sasha Banks have the same WrestleMania record, I think, of one and six. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it both happened at this year's WrestleMania. So, you know, anytime seeing Vince in the ring is always a treat because – Sasha you know, Banks not- is going for the anti-taker. <laughs> Who was he talking to? Austin Theory. <laughs> That's all. What did What did we think about Cody Rhodes? I like that match. That was great. That him and th- that was my favorite match the whole weekend. That, I, yeah, I, I really only enjoyed like two matches, three matches. The I, I enjoyed Cody Rhodes and uh, and uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, damn it, Seth Rollins, Seth who's Rollins. also who shares the same birthday as me. Um, I think he's one year older than I am, or one year younger. I forget. I think one year oh. older. But uh, so he's eighty six, like you. 
Yeah, we're old. <laughs> so, uh, and I enjoyed uh, Edge versus AJ. Um, and I enjoyed Pat McAfee and uh, and uh, and uh, Austin Theory. And uh, honestly, I watched that match. That was the only match where I sat there and I was like, "Wow!" When he did that backflip off the top turnbuckle, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Dude, then he jumped on the top rope and then yeah, I, I was, was I was astounded. I was nobody else. And it, this is the sad part for me as as a a guy who's watched the Attitude Era. When the punter from the Indianapolis Colts goes to WrestleMania and he has the only wow moment out of what nine matches, ten matches, there's a problem because nobody else did anything. The only other time I was like, "Wow," was when they showed B- Big E breaking his neck. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they keep showing that. Like, yeah, they have to stop. Listen, I mean, it, I've it, seen it, I've seen Austin break his neck like eight thousand times. That's like a normal thing, right? But like, it's. Like with Austin's, like all you did really see was like the top of his head because of where like how right. he was positioned with Owen. Like with Big E, like you're actually seeing him like bounce on yeah it was, on the mat, I mean, and it's you see the same thing with Lita when she does that move on the Monday night with Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. That was oh. gross. She just didn't get hurt. Oh, she she's yeah, lucky she didn't get hurt on that one. I don't know how she didn't. But Pat McAfee like, for it, me had the only wow moment of the entire weekend. I honestly thought it was a very underwhelming. WrestleMania. There was nothing about it that made me go out. That was awesome. Well, the rumor is the main event next year could be Roman and Rock. No, oh, for me, that that's really why. Good. That's why I think I was so underwhelmed. Also, with the main event, because while nothing was guaranteed, I was you know doing the fantasy booking, and I was thinking, you know, Roman wins which is the right decision even though the match was a stinker mm-hmm. roman's the guy over 500 days no one should beat him unless it's going to be like a cody and austin theory a braun uh break or like the future of the company it shouldn't be like the streak when brock broke it didn't make sense it didn't do he didn't need the rub he's brock lesnar just him walking out is like the reaction the rub that he would need so, like, for me, I thought for sure that, you know, Roman wins. He grabs the mic, says WrestleMania, acknowledge me, and then The Rock comes out. Because, like, you had mm-hmm. Triple H there. You had Austin. You had Taker. I'm like, give me give, give me the uh, give me the Rock. You know, make it mm-hmm. cool. Do that year-long build like you did with Cena a couple of years ago. Well, 10 years ago, a couple of years ago. Wow. But, um. That was the only thing, but that was my own fault because I'm like, oh, he's there. He's going to be there. I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever coming back. And if it is, it's going to be Not. in Hollywood. Yeah. But I, I think want he will to, eventually um, for next year. I hope so. I mean, it'll be great. But for me, this was, aside from the ones that I went to, I went to 34 and 35. This was my, the most entertaining WrestleMania, I want to yeah. say since 31. I agree. I nope. would probably put the, I'd put this one maybe in my top ten. I would. It'd probably yeah. be at the bottom of the list, but I put it in my top ten definitely. I agree because you know even with the celebrities like Logan Paul, he did oh, really he, good. He was a nasty. He did really He's good. Great. He has great heel heat. The crowd loves to hate him. Yeah, it's but easy to hate him. Right Everybody actually does hate him. Yeah, but they hate oh. him not because they want. He doesn't to have go away, away heat. He just has like a, I just don't like you as a human being. He yeah, because like the money, the the, the Pokemon cards, money though. 
Yeah, it's. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a draw. I'm saying is, uh, yeah, he um, he people legitimately dislike him. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with like being a heel. Like, oh, he's a really nice guy in real life, but he's a heel on the show. Oh no, no, no. people hate him as a human being. They no, want to yeah, see they... something bad happen to him. That's why they watch. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also probably why they like the John Johnny Knoxville because he's easy to like, and that oh, I, also I was that hella clip. entertaining. I, I skipped it. I was like, "Why the fuck yeah. am I watching Johnny Knoxville right now?" It it's, was fu- it was fun, but Johnny Knoxville hasn't uh, been relevant since Men in Black Two. I forgot he was even in that. <laughs> it was fun, but it, it, that match kind of didn't do it for me. But I, I was entertained a little bit. But eh. I remember Sal's a young guy. He just found out who Johnny Knoxville is. <laughs> I never watched Jackass, but like for me. Sammy made that entertaining for what he was doing. I agree. Like Sammy made made that. Anyone else, I don't think it would have been a hit. I think it was mainly because of him that made it, for me, entertaining. And maybe for some, a little uh, like, eh, but, you know, it wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't like the Shinsuke Nakamura uh, Usos match. Well, that guy broke his his, uh, his quad off his um, tele. I was actually right trying to trigger happened, Nick, quad. but I hate I, Shinsuke, to... I hate Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm pretty there sure there it is. I'm pretty sure. Look at him; he looks like a pedophile. And then he's hanging out with a guy with a mustache that can't go near a school. Like they are some weird duo. The two dudes that look like pedophiles in the WWE. All right, so let's do a little <laughs> grading of night one and night two. One being the worst, ten being the best. I'll night one. I'll give. A 10 out of 10. I thought it was fantastic from start to finish, except for the Boogs injury. Night two, I'll give I'll give an 8 out of 10, just because the main event was a little underwhelming, and I wasn't crazy about the Giant Knox so much. I agree. What, what do that. you think, Matt? I, I agree with that. I definitely, night one was definitely a 10. You know, just mm-hmm. the fact that you had Austin there for like a 13-minute match. I mean that alone Even is probably what it, it probably yeah it and he he didn't look bad at all so no. I give night one a ten you know and then night two I give like a seven or an eight due to the flat finish to where I just felt mm-hmm. like like it didn't feel like WrestleMania was over like with how it I mean, ended. yeah you know felt like, like it should have been more yeah I'm like wait I'm like what's happening and then they showed the little graphic in the corner mm-hmm. and then it was done I was like really. But yeah. you know, it's I still loved it. I'll give it a night one, ten, night two, I'll give it an eight as well. Night one gets a four, night two gets a three. No, I flip <laughs> it. Night one gets a three, night two gets a four. I, I wasn't really entertained, honestly. I'll be honest with you. Like uh I I I night one, I enjoyed seeing Austin out there, but it, it, it just pales in comparison to the person that he was before. You know, I, Matt knows I'm not a fan of old men wrestling. Uh because I'm, I'm like kayfabe. I'm, I'm like I'm like uh, Kevin Nash when Kevin Nash talks about like I'm sorry, but it has to make sense to me. Because I believe in like I don't believe in kayfabe being like the real thing, but I feel like it has to be believable. Yeah. To show a sixty-something-year-old dude beating the crap out of a thirty-year-old, even if it is Kevin Owens and his fat, sloppy self, it's just not very likely. It's just not very likely to me, you know. I just, you know, the next. I mean, they they got they got Vince beating up Pat McAfee. Like Pat McAfee's like twenty nine. 
Vince is 76. Vince could break his hip just chasing Pat McAfee. I don't know. I've seen, I saw a video. Vince could have uh, fallen and not gotten up. He'd been know, for his little videos. fucking chain with the life alert button on it. All right. And this, it just, I love, and, and that was the part for, for, for night two that put it over the top for me was AJ uh, versus Edge and, um, and Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory because Pat McAfee legitimately surprised the shit out of me. He really did. That backflip off the top rope, I was like, holy shit, Pat McAfee. Yeah, he, I, he's knew, unbelievable. I knew he could go because he did some NXT stuff. I think he was in War Games, I think. He had a match with Adam Cole. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I I mean, you know, it might just be that I just don't like today's wrestlers, to be fair. I mean, I just don't. You know what? That's what I was going to say. For you to go, especially you've been doing your recap, you know, of the Attitude Era, to go, even if you, you know, you, you stop on Sean retired pretty much that was 26 mm-hmm. 13 that's a lot that's a long time so to go from what you were used to to seeing this i understand what you're saying to where like, you know it's, 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 it's not, it's not a it's not gradual it's like a, a cliff like you're going from here and boom you're you're here yeah you know it, it's it's not even like you don't see anybody doing moonsaults off the freaking off the top fucking turnbuckle onto a table you don't see a, a seven foot guy jumping over the top rope and spiking his own face on the mat because the camera guy didn't catch him i think that you was know, what his I, son. no that oh uh, the cameraman i think so yeah yeah i think it was uh you know, <laughs> you, know you know what you see you see roman grab his arm and go oh i separated my shoulder i can't go on and and that's the match that kills it for me. Yeah, I get it. No, like, here's my point. Here's my point, right? I'm watching a lot of documentary recaps, right? And they're talking about, and that's how I heard about Taker fracturing, having a fractured ankle in that hell in a cell. And Austin breaking his neck in the Owen Hart match. And Sean going out there against Austin in at WrestleMania with a broken back that he needs surgery that's going to end his career. He could have went out there one more time and, and that would have been it. And he's doing turnbuckle flips in that match against Austin. You could tell he's wincing and people are like, Oh, the, you know, it's part of kayfabe. No, those are legitimate. Yeah. And you hear Kurt about Angle, these guys going. Kurt Angle finished WrestleMania 19 with a broken neck against Brock Lesnar. Kurt Angle and finished the Olympics with a broken neck. A broken freaking neck. <laughs> and, remind, and reminds everyone every day about it. All right. But Roman Reigns separates his shoulder and that's the end of a flat match at the main event of WrestleMania. Like, come on, man. Like, I, how am I supposed to get into that? What's his story going to be when he, they do his documentary? Is his story going to be like, oh, man, yeah, I came out there. I got injured, and uh, it was my time to unify the belt, and uh, I felt a twinge I mean, in the, the shoulder. Same, so I get what you're saying, but at the same time, that match didn't really have to be like a half hour. You know, I'm I think not they proved a half hour. I'm saying he did like eight Superman punches, which, let's be honest, is just a fucking punch. But honestly, like I, I didn't really enjoy WrestleMania. I enjoyed the Hall of Fame more than anything I saw the preceding two. Hall nights. of Fame was great. Yeah, that was great. That that might have been my favorite Hall of Fame ever. And, and that's, yeah, how, they, that that's how they need up, to do it, though. You know, I think that wraps up WWE. We've got to move on to baseball. Opening days uh, this week. Yeah, opening day will be Friday, April eighth. Um, <laughs> 
and uh, against the Boston Red Sox at Yankee Stadium at the uh, the ballpark in the Bronx. One o'clock start, I think, right? Yes, it is a one o'clock start, as opening day should always be. I, I see a lot of people yeah. griping about that. What do you guys think? I think opening day should be, uh, you know, in the sun, not under the lights. Yeah, I agree. No, it shouldn't be a night game. Yeah, I, I, I like it during the day. I mean, listen, it, it, it's opening day. If you're that big a fan, take off of work, take your kids out of school. Who gives a shit? Make a day out of it because it's supposed to. You're supposed to make a day out of it. You know, it, it's just it's an event. It's a special it's thing, holiday. especially bringing your kid to his first game. I mean, that's that's like as a dad, that's like one of those things on the pedestal of what I can't wait to do with my son, you know, or I in Rook's case, his daughter. It, it's one of those things where it's like you got to bring your kid to an opening day. You got to get him a, a Sunday in the old uh, baseball helmet cups, you yeah. know, and then well, I don't uh, have a kid. So I'm going to bring Sal. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, that works. Sal's running hey, enough. Buddy, you, you want a beer? Yes. <laughs> Does he have to call you dad? <laughs> All right. So what I wanted to get into when it comes to MLB opening day, obviously it sucks. Yankees are canceled tomorrow, so mm-hmm. can't really preview the game. But even if we were, it wouldn't make sense when this airs on Saturday. So um, <laughs> what we should get into is what our predictions are for the MLB season. Maybe MP- MVPs, uh, you know, World Series winners, uh, AL East. I mean, you know, division winners. AL, NL, whatever we got. So I guess let's just start from it. Uh, MVPs, I guess if we want to go around the horn, starting with Nick, um, possible MVPs, NL, AL, whichever way you want to go. Um, I'll, NL, I'm going to go Juan Soto. Damn, you took mine. Coming out and uh, he's, he's a free agent next year, I believe. Yeah, he is. Um, and he'll look to cash in. So uh, I'm going to go Juan Soto on that. And then uh, – for the AL, uh, honestly, if he stays healthy, I don't see a reason why Shohei Otani can't repeat. Damn. If he stays healthy. Um, although I don't feel as though a, t- a player on a shitty team should win MVP. Like I'm saying these guys, if their teams don't win, then your, your value is zero, truthfully. Like if your team wins 40 games for the season and you hit 80 home runs, you still are, have a value of nothing because your team didn't win even with you. So what difference does it make? So value to me, they need to change the name of the award from valuable player to best player or prolific player or something, not value. Value is different to everybody. You know, uh, an all-star on the Yankees is not valued as much as an all-star on Detroit because everybody on the Yankees should be, a, should be an all-star. All right, Kyle. What's your pick? All right, Nick took mine. I was going to go with Otani, too. Um, I was also going to go with Soto, but I would watch out for Vladdy. I'd watch out for him with Toronto. Sorry, did you I'd say also fatty? watch out for a cute... Vladdy. Vladdy. Oh, I thought you said fatty. fatty. <laughs> no. And, I, you know, I'd also look out for Acuna on Atlanta. Yeah. He should have a good year. Maybe some Bryce Harper again. Watch out for him. And... You know, here's a here's a sleeper pick. What about Trey Turner? You got to look out for him with the Dodgers as well. So, see what happens. There's so many. You notice there's so many stars in the Dodgers that it's like, yeah, it's hard to pick. The pack. Yeah, but who's your yeah, actual Freddy. pick then? Sal Acuna. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Acuna. So Acuna and you said uh, uh, Otani. Otani. Okay. Mm-hmm. TJ, what do you got? Um, 
NL, I'm going to go Freddie Freeman. New place, wants to make a name for himself, go nuts. Um, wow. I, I, yeah, I think uh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. You know yeah. what? It's funny. I, I was just looking up the odds, and and the, uh, he's he's third in the odds uh, to only Juan Soto and Bryce Harper. So um, wow. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Freddie Freeman, and I, I again, I don't think you can go against Shohei Otani until he no. shows he can't do one of those things that makes him unique. Either pitch at a high level or you know bat at a high level. I, I don't see how. I mean, it's still something to behold right now, and and I don't think that's uh, it's not old yet. So he does bolt at a high level. I, I can't see him, you know, but I, I look forward to somebody, you know, unseating him. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with uh, someone else from the L.A. Angels. I'm going to go with Mike Trout, make it a comeback. I mean, it's tough always because Otani is going to be the guy. They're always going to say, well, he pitches really well and he hits really well. So it's always tough to unseat that type of guy. And, you know, he does have a really good shot to repeat. So I do agree with you guys there. But I'm going to go with Mike Trout, make his comeback here. Maybe he wins another MVP. I mean, add, add it to his trophy case. Or maybe what happens is the bias and the writers think, oh, he's already won a couple. We're not going to give it to him again. But I don't know. Mike Trout's still one of the best. I mean, I'm going to say the best player in baseball. Not one of, but the best player. He doesn't get marketed as well, but I'm still going to go with Mike Trout. AL. And I know I'm going to go with the opposite of you guys. So you guys said Freddie Freeman in a new place. I'm going to go with his replacement, Matt Olson. I'm going to go nope. for NL. Matt Olson, uh, my MVP pick. I don't know what the Let's odds see. on it is, but I'm going to tell go you with right him. now. Give me one second. Plus twenty two hundred. What is it? Plus twenty two hundred. He's yeah. He's out. He's up there. Like sixteenth, seventeenth. The only thing with him, he isn't hit for average. But that's I'm, true. Not a lot of people do anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine using average as a stat to find out if a baseball player is good in 2022. <laughs> 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 the analytics. I never played baseball before, but I know that average doesn't matter. <laughs> Every analytic nerd ever. All right, so those are our predictions for MVP. Uh, moving on. Uh, do you guys want to do divisions, or do you guys want to just go? How about with... Cy Young? Oh, yeah, Cy Young. Yeah, Cy, Cy Young, go ahead. Um, NL, that's, wow. I didn't think I was going to, I shouldn't have brought this up because I am not prepared. Um, <laughs> that's why I always say what MVP. Look what you did, Nick. Uh, Nick all uh, I'm going to go Walker Bueller for Cy Young. Mm. All right, all right. I feel like I he has that. a breakout year. And then for the AL, I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Finally breaks through the glass ceiling. Comes away with a Cy Young Award. It's a comeback year for him, right, Nick? Yeah, comeback year from one bad start for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. I just said anyone on Twitter was the Cy Young Award vote. It was trending somewhere that they were like, Well, well, Garrett Cole. Purely purely baseball. Purely baseball. They asked, Will Garrett Cole have a bounce back year? No offense to you guys. He doesn't need a bounce back year because he had a pretty awesome year last year. He did. He doesn't need to bounce back from anything. But Sal, Cy Young, who you got? Yeah, I'm also going with Garrett Cole. I think he wins it this year. Um, National League, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Scherzer. If he stays healthy, I know he's missing opening day. How about that? Mets Mets have McGill um, as their starting pitcher for opening day. They went from either DeGrom or Scherzer to McGill. Wait, wait, hold on. Walker's hurt too. Hold on, let me get this clear. Hold on. So, So Scherzer did get injured. Yeah. He's hurt. Here in shambles because they were like, he's fine. He's fine. No, um, he's missing yeah. the opening day. Not yeah. fine. No, he's not fine. <laughs> but, 
but I yeah. think he'll I think he'll get healthy and I think he'll have a pretty good year. He usually does. Poor Chris McCormick. <laughs> uh, DJ, who you got? Yeah, I, you know what? Just because I'm a Yankee fan and I want to see it, I want to see Garrett Cole. Um, I, I like to see Cy Young come back to the Yankees. It'd be nice. Uh, we need him to have a Cy Young year if we want to compete against the you know teams like the Rays and and uh, the Blue Jays. So we're going to need that. Um, so I, w- whether it's a smart pick or not, it's what I need, what I want. <laughs> that's what I want to yeah. see. So that's what I'm going with. And, uh, I, you know what? I, I'm going to go with, uh, in the NL, I, I want to go with Jacob deGrom because I think that Max Scherzer in, in, injection into the bullpen, you want to see, uh, maybe a little alpha male versus alpha male as far as starting pitchers go. Maybe, it, you know, reignites a little something in deGrom and, and he just decides like, this is my town and this is what I'm going to do. I'm the fucking so- show here. You're the sideshow guy. Um, so, so you think the ground wins it missing two months of the season? Yeah, it was is, is it two months? Is it propped up? He's not playing now? Some He's not I thought it was months. only yeah, six weeks. Fun. Okay. Yeah, I think either way. I think if he pitches like he, he's known to pitch, I think he could still, what, it, so he'll lose, let's say, 10 starts, eight starts? Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah he's I think, I, and especially the way, you know, the NL is with their voting of Cy Young. I think if even if he pitches, you know, 27 games and gets 19 wins, I think, uh, especially with the, de- depending on his stats, if his stats are like they were the past couple of years and, and his earned runs are way the frig down like he, he's good at doing, I think he's still a contender. I don't think they hold it against him. Yeah, it could happen. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the AL. I'm going to go Jose Barrios. I just feel like Toronto Blue Jays made a lot of moves. And I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be there. I feel like with a lot of their their pitching is very good. Uh, you know, they improved the lineup a little bit. They got Matt Chapman in there. Um, you know, George Springer is gonna be healthy this year. Vlad Guerrero, Bobachet, Kevin Biggio. They're gonna. I feel like they're gonna be one of the. Uh, I mean, not one of them. There's four really good teams in AL East. You have the Rays, you have the Jays, you have the Red Sox, and the Yankees. So I mean, you could end up with four wild cards from the AL East. So. I mean, I wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going to go. So I'm going to go Jose Barrios plus 2000. And then my NL pick, I don't, I don't think I'm not going to go as crazy as like the last couple picks of Cy Young and the MVP. I'm going to go Corbin Corbin Burns uh, uh, plus 700 from the Brewers. And another one to look out for is Sandy Alcantara plus 1600. If you want to take a little bit of a risk for the Miami Marlins. Um, But moving from there, I guess we'll go to divisions. We'll go. Do you want to just? We'll just pick the three division winners, right? For each AL, each guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll do AL. Pick your division winners, starting with Nick. If you're ready, are you ready? Or Sal, you want to go yeah. first? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So Nick, you go. Uh, AL East. I'm gonna say Yankees win the division, uh, and finally break through that. I'm gonna go Central. I'll say <sighs> Central's tough, man. I'm, I'm gonna say Minnesota. Don't you know? And uh, the West. <laughs> I'm gonna go Seattle. Wow. Seattle makes a move this year, huh? Adding Robbie Ray to the rotation. Yeah, uh, I'm going with the Yankees, too. I think Toronto might give them a run for their money, though. They're they're pretty stacked. Um, I'll go with the Yankees on the East. The Central, I'm leaning towards Chicago. Chicago White Sox, I think. I think they'll have another good year. Uh, the West. The West, uh, yeah, very weak division. The West, uh, I'll go with Houston. 
I, you know, I think Seattle will have a good year. I could see them popping into the wild card, but especially now they have two extra ones, but uh, I'm going to go with Houston on that one. I forgot Houston was in that division because that town <laughs> sucks so bad. Yeah. TJ, AL, division winners. Uh, the East, I think um, until the Yankees show me why I'm wrong, I think the Blue Jays take the East. Uh, I think the Yankees are setting themselves up for a wild card this year. Um, the Central, I don't know how you don't go with the White Sox. I think they're going to be dominant. Um and then the West, uh, I refuse to pick the Astros because they're dirty cheaters. So I'll go with the uh, the Angels. <laughs> the hell with Houston. The whole town can suck my ass. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna like go chap ass. <laughs> Could be, especially down there in the TJ, heat. I agree with TJ as well. I don't. Uh, I don't. Philly like Yankees have given me enough to prove that they're, you know, a first place team in the AL East. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with Jays. I was with the Jays and the Rays, but I'm gonna go Jays as well. Um, for the West, I'm going to pick the Angels as well. I feel like they improved the team a little bit. Anthony Rendon should be healthy this year, but he would miss a lot of time last year. Um, Mike Trout's back. He's healthy. Shohei Antani should, if he stays healthy, they should be a good team. Uh, and then for the Central, so you guys all like the White Sox. I'm actually going to go with the Twins. I picked the Twins. Oh, I'm sorry. You said you did pick the Twins. I thought you said White Sox. My bad. I'm with Nick then. I'm with Nick on the Twins, uh, which is plus 475. To win the division, could still be tough, but I think they improved their lineup, uh, hitting wise, anyway, um, to try to make it a little more competitive compared to the last couple of years where it hasn't been that competitive in the West. It's kind of a joke of a, of a I mean, not the West, Central, kind of a joke of a division, but uh, I'm going to go with them. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's move over to the NL now, make our division picks. Uh, uh, Nick, let's go to the uh, East is Atlanta, Central. Wow, Central's hard, man. Central's hard. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of good teams. I'm looking. I'm trying. I'm thinking. I'm like, see, I'm like St. Louis. Milwaukee just lost somebody. I can't remember. Somebody's injured from Milwaukee right now. Um, who won last year from the Central? I Brewers. forget. Brewers. Brewers, right? That's why I was gonna say Milwaukee. I'm gonna go with Milwaukee because of my boy Crash and my buddy Ace. They're they're from Wisconsin. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee, even though they just lost. Uh, I can't remember who just got injured, but somebody big got injured just now. Uh, and then as the West, you got to go with the Dodgers, right? The Dodgers got to win the West. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the East. I'm going to go Atlanta, especially if the Mets can't keep their starting pitchers healthy enough. I'm definitely going to go with Atlanta. Uh, Central's weird. Central's a weird division. I, I, I'm i going to go with St. Louis just because I want to see Pujols, Molina, and Wainwright have one final run there and all just go into the sunset and retire together. So I'm going to go with them and then the Dodgers, of course. Yeah. TJ? Yeah, I'm, if, with the East, I'm going with the Braves. You remember here last year, I made the bold prediction that they were going to win that division last year. You did. You did. I'm gonna. You okay. know what? Let's clap it up for TJ. Clap up to TJ. Everybody was low on them, and I said, "Nope, they're gonna make a run, and they're gonna surprise everybody." And look what the fuck happened. And my dumbass didn't bet it. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, they so, took a run all the way to the World Series and won it. Yeah, so. dude. Seriously, I could have made some serious cash right there, but I'm dumb. Uh, so I'm going Atlanta. Uh, very unsexy picks. I'm going uh, Milwaukee, and then uh, the Dodgers, obviously. 
So for my pick, I did the opposite to the Brewers. I was like, the Brewers are my pick to win the World Series, and they lost to your Braves. So uh, I'm not going to do the Not Brewers my Braves. Again. Don't do that shit to me. They're, Brian, they're Brian's Braves. <laughs> they're Brian's no, they're, Braves. They're like your Braves. You picked them last year midway through the year to win the division. Dude, that's and like the third Braves. time I've done that in, in That was sports. your bold prediction. That was Dude, a bold prediction. All-Star Braves. L- legit, that's, that's like true. the he third time I've July. done that, and, and I, I don't cash it in. I said the same thing. A couple of uh, oh shit, almost ten years ago, at the beginning of when we were warming up for uh, we, we were doing our winter uh, practices in the cages, and Dennis, uh, our, our skip, our coach, asked me who I like to win in the Stanley Cup, and I told him I was like, dude, the Blackhawks, hundred percent Chicago, and they won that year, and it was just like, I'm an asshole, <laughs> could have made money. Well, at the time you couldn't have, because ten years ago gambling wasn't legal in like this part of the. Legal Schmeagle. We all have that guy. Listen, just like we know the, the, the massage parlors, we know the dude that'll take your money, okay, and let you throw <laughs> a couple shekels and take your mortgage payment as a bet. The back alley as you get the massage. Yeah, yeah. same place. You can do the, the same, same place. place you both in one shot. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, my NL Central, I'm not going to do the Brewers again. I, 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 I jinxed you guys last year. I said your pitching was so good. Can't get beat, and the Braves beat them. So I'm gonna go with Cardinals. Uh, they're plus two ten to win the Central. I'm gonna take them again. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, like Sal. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take the Phillies to win the East. I know it's going out on a limb there. They're plus three thirty, but I feel like we're overlooking them. Um, they're they're right now the third favorite to win. The Mets are ahead of them, and right now the Mets are full of injuries. So uh, I'm so I'm gonna go Phillies. So just my I was gonna go out on a limb. And say so the Giants are defending NL West champions, and I realize they—I think they've actually got worse <laughs> than well, last year. Yeah. Last year was kind of like one of those. Yeah, years they lost Sealinger, man. He's on the Phillies now. He's a—he's a Ranger fan. He's a winner. Yeah, he's the yeah he's in the AAA. But yeah, yeah they I lost. Wouldn't, I wouldn't he's mind the seeing the Phillies make a run though. Like that's the that's the well, one that's thing I, I don't. I, I I don't dislike the Phillies. You know what I mean? It's a. It's a gritty town. It's a, a gritty team. I, I like it, but it, you know what? It, it's uh, until they prove that they can actually, you know, put something together, they're going to be bottom yeah. of the barrel. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if the Giants are plus 550 to win the West, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like they could repeat that magic they had last year. So I'm going to go Dodgers for the NL West as well. So my picks with NL West, uh, West is the Dodgers, the Cardinals, and the Phillies. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Winning division, so let's give our World Series predictions and winner as we slowly wrap up here uh, with the MLB uh, preview for the 2022 season. Nick. 
1981 all over again. I'm going Dodgers, Yankees. Dodgers win the World Series. Wow, look at that. Yeah, I'm with Nick, too. I would love to see that. Yankees-Dodgers. But... Would you love to see it, but is it actually what you want to pick? Do you really think the Yankees have a good enough team to get to the World Series? You know, if I know we're, all, we're all Yankee fans here, but like, let's be honest. I just don't believe they're going to be good enough to get to the World Series. If everything clicks Prove right. Wrong, if everything <laughs> clicks right and DJ has a good year and Hicks has a good year and Donaldson proves that he could play Yankee Stadium and – Kind of Falefa, you know, proves everybody wrong. I think we'll, I think we could do it. I think we could do it, especially at the trade deadline, maybe make some moves. I, you know, I just don't see Glaber Torres staying on this team. I just don't. It's just too crowded in the infield. Like, I agree with that. Who Who's starting for us opening day at second base? Is it going to be Mayhew or is it going to be Torres? I'm pretty sure we they said know. Torres was starting. Is he? But I'm pretty sure that's what they said. I don't see, I don't know. Where. I don't know if I would start him over LeMahieu. I just wouldn't. Well, he's ha- he's a having a hot spring. Mm-hmm. True. So you want True. that bat to cool down as you enter the season. True. Granted, his defense is not there, but do you no. want his bat to, to be – so he can't play defense. He's hitting good well right now. Do you want to stop him from hitting so now he has nothing to offer? True. It's true. True. So, I mean, I saw somebody else say something like, I'm not having LeMahieu who makes like – Ten million dollars a year, sit on the bench, and I'm like, uh, "That's there's a problem with you. When you're making your decisions based on money and not performance, you're already setting yourself up to lose. That's why we had to suffer a whole season of Brett Gardner last year because the Yankees refused to pay him four million dollars to stay home where he belonged." <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt, though. TJ, all yours. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, as a um, as a Yankee fan, it bothers me to say this, but I think it's Blue Jays. And Atlanta, um, but I think the Blue Jays win. Yeah, I'm trying to like really figure out where I would go with this. The AL, like I feel like the Blue Jays, like I don't know, they were fourth last year in the AL East. I know they improved their team. Well, bear in mind there is like 18 wild cards this year. Everybody makes the playoffs. Yeah, a lot of teams are making the playoffs, so it's tough. Like even if they're they have to be the number one seed in order to get the buy into. The you know division. what it is, I and and I think the Rays are up there as a potential, but no, nah, the hell with them and their minimal spending analytics bullshit. That no, I'm not picking. That, that ruined baseball. <laughs> them in the A's. Yeah. I hope both their franchises go under. Yeah, I agree. You know, I do. I agree with you though. I think the I think the Braves got a little better. They brought back Rosario. They get Acuna healthy. They got Matt Olson. Is he younger than Freeman? I'm trying to think if he's younger. Yes, Matt Olson. Yeah, yeah exponentially. Okay, so I mean, they got like younger. First years year. younger than Olsen. Mm. Who is Freeman? Younger? He's like six or five years younger than Olsen. I mean, than than uh, than Freeman. Oh, so he's a lot younger. So they got younger at first base. I don't know. I feel like the Braves once again have a good enough team to get there. Uh, I'm with TJ on the Braves. I just I can't pick my AL team. This is so tough. I don't want to say Blue Jays as well because I don't I don't think the Blue Jays are good enough. I feel like they're not. They don't have that experience too. Like they don't have young guys pitching. though. They also just lost their Cy Young Award winner. They did lose a Cy Young Award winner, but they replaced him with Jose Barrios, Kikichi. Mm, I don't Kikichi. know. If, I don't know if Barrios is Ryu. better than Robbie. Ryan. The only thing they have going for them is that anybody who's not vaccinated doesn't have to go play them at home. Yeah, that's a positive for them. But I don't know. I I'm gonna go, just kick them out of the league. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go weird with this one. I'm gonna go White Sox. White Sox Braves. I think Braves repeat the as World Series. All right, let's hear from Doc. What's Doc got to say? We just uh, – oh, he switched it up. 
He said Dodgers. Oh, this is Matt. Sorry. Nobody gives a shit what you think, Matt. I was asking about Doc. He said Dodgers, Jays, Dodgers wins. That's Matt. And Doc said the shock pick, which I showed before. 93 all over again. Phillies versus Jays. Versus, that's a it's a bold prediction, but the Phillies could jump in with the wild card. They don't have to win the division this year. So if you get hot, listen, this is it with baseball. Now that everybody's on the playoffs, basically, it's almost like NBA. Hey, I just I would just like to point out. You get hot. They need to change the name of the wild card because in a deck of cards, there aren't 18 wild cards. (laughs) Uh, What what were Matt's picks again? Uh, Dodgers. It doesn't matter what Matt's picks were. You know, uh, Yankees, hopefully they could prove us all wrong. Well, prove me wrong. Not Nick and Nick and Sal prove them right, but Mick prove me and uh, TJ wrong. I just don't think the Yankees have enough to win the AL East. They had the second best pitching in the league last year. I don't say they did, but I just don't. I just don't. I think I don't think they improved their lineup, and they they, they got, got no juice right now. There's no hype around this team. There's yeah. no pizzazz. There's no nothing. I hope I they're mean, wrong. Listen, I mean, I, it, I completely hope I'm wrong. I hope, I hope yes, so am I. Thousand percent. But I, I just don't but, see it. I mean, I and it. At, at what point is it going to be uh, Cashman's exit for just you know? And I don't think it's his fault. I think it's just. Steinbrenner doesn't want to spend money. He's just content with making billions of dollars, like Nick says, all the time and not giving a shit what the team does. And I guess it's on us fans to stop showing up. They could have they could have signed Correa for a cheaper deal for three years. I know they're waiting for Volpe in the wings, but our shortstop right now is kind of fluffer. No offense to kind of fluffer, but if you could have had someone I'd like Correa, Correa. Why wouldn't you? Like, all I have to say is I've been playing MLB The Show for the last couple days. And every time I square up with Kiner Falefa to fly ball to center field about midway, guys got no pop. <laughs> I no. He, have a good spring. he did have a good spring, though. He did yeah. make a I lot of say, I was going to say his spring, he's, I think he was hitting like 400 in spring. Listen, yeah. guys, off a guy that will be bagging groceries in a few yeah. weeks, okay? But it doesn't matter. It's spring training. So, yeah, I just don't – I don't know. The Yankees, listen, I hope I'm 100% wrong. Willie Mays Hayde had a lot of pop in spring training, too. Dude, I mean, with the with them win the AL East, no, with the amount of moves that went on this off season and the amount of people that were out there and the chances that they had, they were a dud this off season, and it's going to bite them in the ass, and it deserves to bite them in the ass. I mean, nobody had Atlanta winning last year, so I did. It's a you did. (laughs) (laughs) Talked about it. Yeah, that's true. I'm not not a majority of people had it at least. I know. I, I had it, and I could have fucking been living in Boca Raton in my second house. Can you can you, uh, can you gamble on who's going to get injured? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. Just put money down on Tim Anderson going down. All right, so let's listen to our last segment. Um, does Gen Z know? We're running a little long here, so we'll do this. But wait, we have a flip here. That's... It's- do millennials now? Millennials, so no. we're flipping the table, turning the I tables. I hate the fact that I'm oh, considered a millennial. Oh, how, <laughs> it's a millennial thing to say. Oh, how the turntables! Thank like God, because the last two weeks has been bad for me. During then, does no, Gen Z yeah. know? So we're turning the tables here. Are you All ready? Right, I'm ready. All right. I'm first hit. Question, first question has to do with a TV show. We got to name the TV show. Okay. All right. What is the name of the TV show that had its first episode in 2005 where a female teenager joins the Pacific Coast Academy boarding school in Malibu and meets a wide range of new friends? <laughs> I, ha- I have a hint if you need it. 
now I know how foul, how Sal feels. <laughs> like this is. I have no. Give me the hint. Jamie Lynn Spears is the main character. Jamie Lynn Spears is Britney Spears' sister. Sister, yeah. yes, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, we know who that is because we know Britney Spears. Nickelodeon show. Uh, yes, it is. Is it iCarly? <laughs> no, no, no. God, this is so bad. Oh shit. Uh, I really feel like it's called Jamie, but it's not. <laughs> no. Matt says uh, the OC, but Matt, it's not the OC. Jamie Lynn It's Spears definitely not, not the OC, jackass. We know the OC. Misha yeah. Barton, the good-looking guy with the blonde hair. <laughs> the Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Um, shit, I don't know the name. No idea. I knew it was on Nickelodeon. I know, the show, I know it's on Nickelodeon. I know the show exists. I just don't know the name of it. And then she got all preggers. And, was it. Old, and I wasn't trying to watch 12-year-old girls on TV. Yeah, actually, like 2005, I was 18. I wasn't trying to watch 12 year old girls on Nickelodeon. All right, Nick, give us an X. We got it wrong. Yeah, we, we, yeah, I don't know. All right, the show is called Zoe 101. Okay. Fuck, I would have never got that shit. I would have never got that shit. I've heard 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 of that. I just never would have got it. What's iCarly? And why was, why is it rebooted already? Uh, Oh, I don't watch reboot. Because the girl's like 32. The girl from uh, School of Rock, isn't it? iCarly. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, oh, okay. But wait, how? Miranda Cosgrove. When the hell was iCarly on TV? That's already being rebooted. It was like years, uh, years ago, twelve years ago, like maybe two thousand seven. It was. It was like two or three years after School of Rock came out, and they were like, "Oh yeah, perfect." Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I got you. But like, why would they reboot it twelve years? Hollywood, because people are devoid know. of any original ideas. Yeah. Hollywood there, sucks if I did. I haven't seen one episode of the reboot, and I don't plan to. That uh, looks. Are they talk sex in it? Yeah, oh, they're like edgy now. Or the world, whatever. Yeah, they're edgier now. Rumors. Yeah. Rumors. All right. All right. Next one. How many we got, Sal? We got like what three? Three. Yeah. All right. So cool. We got two one. more. Right. Two more. Second two one is a open. picture. I got a picture on my phone. Let's try to see. Show it to you guys. All oh, right. You could have sent to me. I no, you can share it. You can share it. I don't have it on the computer. I have my it's not on the computer. Damn it. All right, go. All right. Name what is the name of this shoe? Hold on. Healy. It's a Healy. Oh, oh that's right. a Healy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I've been trying to find adult sized Healy so I can Healy my way around life like Dane Cook and employee of the month. <laughs> Healy's were like the advanced version of soap shoes, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were. They actually had wheels on it. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way. Yeah, we got one right, Sal. Yeah. Mm, there we go. Still hip. <laughs> Take All right, one more. Me. I got one more. All right. What is the name of the multiplayer online game involving a virtual world that contains different types of games and activities involving a certain type of cartoon animal as the character you created and played with? I don't watch anime porn. What is this? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's on. like it's a it's an online game. It's not a multiplayer Fortnite. online game that you create. Not Fortnite. No, 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 it's not Fortnite. You create an animal player. I, I want to say specific, Roblox, but it's not it's animals. A, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not Roblox. It's Roblox and animals. Right. It's a specific animal that you create. There's only one type of animal. It's not Minecraft. No, no, my, no. it's not Minecraft. Minecraft is an animals. I know. That's why I said it's not Minecraft. I'm agreeing with you. I'm trying to narrow things down here, Nick. Don't fight with oh, me. Shit. Oh, shit. It's on Switch. Uh, it's a Nintendo Switch game, isn't it? No, no. no. You're, you're thinking of um, Animal Crossing? 
Yeah, you're thinking Animal Crossing. No, it's not Animal Crossing. Crossing. No. Um, is it a fighting game or a shooting? No, game? No, it's or? an interactive game. Oh, you so it's kind of like. People, uh, but you, it, it involves a certain cartoon animal. Is it Animal Farm? No. No. That's a book. No, Matt just asked that Matt was. Matt's That's how here. old you are that you mentioned a book. No, Matt asked. I always want to repeat. Remember. Think of. Um, I'll give you this. I'll give you this, and think of Antarctica. The bears? No, Antarctica is only penguins. Oh, penguin. Penguin? Yeah. What's what? What was the name of it? Is it a fucking anime penguin? No. Oh my gosh! Uh, now I know how you guys feel. Yeah, not how Sal feels. This is crazy. I have no idea. I don't this know. guy said polar bear. That's all I know. It's a completely different fucking <laughs> side of the planet. It's North Pole guy. Are we? <laughs> Whatever. Are we? No, it's fucked up. Is I actually know that the word Arctic means bear. Antarctica is called Antarctica because it has no bears. Antarctica, no bear. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I didn't give up. That. Fucking. We give up. It was called Club Penguin. That's what it was called. Yep. You look. That's a fucking thing. It was a thing in the early two thousands. Every every kid in school had a club penguin. That's horseshit. You still upset to be a millennial, or would you rather be Gen Z? (laughs) Wait, early two thousands. It was it was two thousand five. Came out in two thousand. You were six. The only phone I played religiously on my. Uh, the only game, rather, I played religiously on my phone was because I was injured from work and I was up constantly because I, I was hurt and freaking couldn't sleep and all that other shit. So my brother was into Pokemon Go and we would just drive around catching Pokemon <laughs> like fucking losers. What about Snake? Have... Snake sucked. But on next So you, you didn't play Snake is what you're saying? No, well, I, I know this this side of the table sucks. I'm all right with it. We're never doing this again. No, we're doing this a lot. At least once a month. I like this. Yeah, I think we have to do it once a month to keep it fresh. Yeah, this this was good. This was fun. Uh, Absolutely. Good job, Sal. Thank you. Clap up, Sal. Yeah, see, our generation threw penguins off the sides of cliffs. Yeah, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what Matt was referring to. You just threw the penguins off cliff. But I think that's it. I just want to say congratulations to the Kansas uh, University Jayhawks on winning the national right. championship. Very, very well deserved. Good, mm-hmm. good job beating North Carolina. I don't, I don't know what happened other than that this weekend. But congratulations to the Kansas City. I almost said Kansas City Jayhawks. That you know what happened? The actual guy who's in charge of the NCAA presented them a trophy and said the Kansas City Jayhawks, which is wrong. The Kansas University Jayhawks. Yeah. Dude, besides uh, the good Kansas cities in Missouri, anyway. I was dying. My father was both states. Yeah, yeah. My the good part me up, is in uh, Kansas, is in Missouri. All right. Yeah, I know. I, know. I had uh, a golf league that night, and as I was driving home, my father was calling me up. He's like, "This game is bullshit. This game is horseshit. The fucking refs with their bullshit fouls." <laughs> he goes, "They're trying to give it to fucking NC. This is bullshit." I'm like, "Dude, I don't, I don't watch basketball like that." He just, oh, I'm just saying, it's bullshit. I'm like, "All right, relax, man. Relax. It's gonna be okay." The referees the entire tournament were brutal. They, yeah, I, apparently. I, they were horrible. No, I heard they did really good up. when NC played Duke. I heard they did really, really well. <laughs> no, the funny thing about that is that game, though, it was both sides. Like They were shitty for both teams. 
In the first half, Duke had five fouls in the first five minutes of the game, and UNC had zero. And then when yeah. it came to the second half, UNC had like seven fouls and Duke had zero. It like like one. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Duke was in the bonus well before like maybe halfway through that second half. And they had they said that uh the coach of UNC was a Hubert Davis. Yeah, he was like giving it to the refs. They were like he's screaming at the refs right now because oh, it's so lopsided in the they second. Giving him the business. He was yeah, crazy. All I know is so. So all that I know is fair. Yeah, Duke didn't win. Solve. Duke didn't win. Denied. <laughs> no stairway. You know, if the refs had anything to do with it, good call. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that about. You know why? Because Duke University is straight up pajamas. <laughs> How dare you? That's hurtful. All right. Nick, did you go to Duke? Bring us on home. Did you go to Duke? Then, then don't I, worry about it. I didn't go to Duke. You don't have to go to Duke. To <laughs> I wanted to go to Florida State, but I'm poor. But I have a great reason for wanting to go to Florida State. They have a circus. And I figured if the college thing didn't work out, I could join the circus and be a clown. Listen, I, I got a full ride to Duke <laughs> on a lacrosse uh, scholarship. And, well, you know. <laughs> we know how that turned out. Jesus. <laughs> they were innocent. They were found innocent. It took me a second to figure that out. And then I was like, when did he play lacrosse? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Light bulb. All right, Nick, take us on home. Well, we appreciate you joining us all at the Scoreboard Axe podcast. From all of us here, uh, we'll see you again next week. And thanks for spending this time with us. Stay rock. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.